Well, I, I clicked it, so you gotta start. Oh, you gotta talk about something else. We so then we, they work our, we work our way into the. Um, okay, was there any parts of it though where we thought 1983 film with the dad fighting the furnace? Yeah, that's hilarious to me. Like, because because that is me because I have a hole in my wall as a result of fighting a door. And that's time. that's why I laughed because I remember yeah. you said that to me, because I'm a. Similar father in certain circumstances. Mm-hmm. You, right. make, you make up swear words like or, Joe Pesci in Home Alone. Saturday <laughs> <laughs> uh, Or on the job site. Sometimes I can be. I've never heard you say anything like that. Mm-hmm. No. I think there's those parts because that part is relatable because we're being made holy. That <clears throat> um, <laughs> it's like, yep, I. I like the, with the Christmas stand, or setting up the Christmas tree, oh, yeah. the kids just know stay away from dad for about thirty minutes. <laughs> well, he tries to wrangle the tree. <laughs> yep, <laughs> just every year, except this year, he just went right up. It was a Christmas miracle. It was a Christmas miracle, and I think because it's the tallest tree we've ever had as well, like goes right up into the top of our vaulted ceiling. It's huge, and <clears throat> how tall is it? It's probably pushing 12 feet. Yeah. Oh, is that all? Ours is 10. Oh, yeah, Greg. How tall is yours? <laughs> yeah, wait. What? Oh, you're Dutch. So. His is like 18. <laughs> it's, it's you don't need to 12. Break. It's probably 12 something. Because it's not right under the peak. So I would expect nothing nothing less from a Michigan fan. But his is <laughs> his is the same size every year. Hail to the victors. <laughs> da, 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 da. Did Michigan State beat somebody? Michigan. <laughs> oh well then it doesn't matter oh wait that was in the text you sent me right you yeah. live in Montana and you have a fake tree yeah Man. there's a backstory to that speaking of story we're talking about a Christmas one yes this is our what third one in our advent series is it yeah we did elf oh this is our second one. Well, we did like a, a, a Prime the Pump episode about Christmas sentimentality. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Getting people ready. Getting people ready. Yep. So this was our second movie then? Yeah. Yep. So Elf. And just comparing the two, which one did you like more? Elf. Elf. Elf, yeah. There is a, a 20 year difference. Mm-hmm. But this one's from 1983. Directed by Bob Clark, based on a book. Uh, what's the name of the? Based on the book, "In God We Trust, All Others Must Pay Cash." <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I looked it up on my phone, and I can download it and read it for free, but I didn't have time. <laughs> Why did you like this one? Why did you like Elf better than this one? Well, I think who? Wait, who put this one on the list? It probably was me. I think it was you because you Cause I it. watch it. I think every year. Yeah. Well, do you want to tell us what the story's about before we jump into? Sure. So it's an analysis of it. It's kind of a just a classic Christmas story of the season. It's this kid that has a wish list. He wants a Red Ryder BB gun. That's seems like that's the main theme is getting this Red Rider BB gun and all those different ways he tries to manipulate, manipulate scheme and lie and, um, <laughs> to get it. But then there's all these little side side stories that kind of offshoot from it. He's got his friends at school. And, and bullies. Bullies. Mm-hmm. Um, With a name like Scott Farkas, you're set up to be a bully. Right. How did my dog open And... Yeah, it's. Been, I think there's there's some nostalgia there because it's. It seems like it was uh, taking place post World War II mm-hmm. in kind of the boom of American society, uh, and so I think that's where the nostalgia probably kicks in. The golden age of the golden America. age, right? The greatest generation that produced. Oh, I did. I did write in my notes. If this is what it was like in the 1940s, no wonder 2022's messed up. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. So it's yeah, and maybe maybe I've always found it funny because 
it's a movie that I, my my dad really likes, and probably for similar reasons. And he yeah. always just probably laughs at so much of it. And it's just really cheap, just cheesy, generic humor. There are some funny scenes in it, mm-hmm. but yeah. in general, I think watching it with a different perspective this year really made me realize how terrible of a movie it is. And I probably didn't laugh as much as I have in the past, especially because we were watching it with our kids, and it's like, oh man, you know. So it was, was kind of like parenting opportunities. Like, yeah, this is this is not how you respond. You kind of do the sideways look over at your wife, like, sorry <laughs> about that. <laughs> right. Um, what you what you what you like about it, Greg? Or, or, or not like, like it, about it? Didn't like. Well, I want to know why you liked Elf better than this one. Because mm. Elf seemed like it's more wholesome. The humor is not as... Elf is innocent. The humor is not based on sin. Right, yeah. <laughs> Elf, Elf his, like so much of his humor is based off of just how clueless he is. Even if yeah, he's doing something it. wrong. Right. Even if he's buying his dad lingerie, he has no idea what lingerie is. And so that's kind of funny. It's not like a, it's a not leg like a, lamp a that Ralph is stroking. Yep, that... Uh, nine-year-old boy is you know you're like holy cow nine-year-old in the 40s he's stroking a fishnet leg lamp yeah and the dad accuses the mom of being jealous of it you're just like what's going on and you don't find that kind of stuff in elf right no that's true but it was a dysfunctional family you know absolutely a dysfunctional situation yes Yes. and that was but even that situation in elf i mean it wasn't perfectly overcome but it was overcome yeah Right. This one, not so much. Yeah. I mean, it had kind of a high point for the movie, a high point at the end. But yeah, you could tell there was nothing resolved. Right. January rolls around and they're it's, it's For them, it's one day. And that's what I was, one of the takeaways was there's one day of the year where dad actually seems like he's a good dad. Mm. He, like When he buys... The gift against his his wife's wishes. Right. Uh, it's a BB gun. Yeah, I, I didn't have a problem with I, that. I'm, yeah, I gave my son yeah. one when he was eight for his birthday. Right. I think there's a part... A Daisy Red Rider, too. Helicopter mom. Dad has to step in and say... It's okay. He can shoot some squirrels. <laughs> or he... Even just a little other thing. He can climb the tree. Yeah. Right. He, he can jump off the bunk bed once. Yeah. <laughs> but it did seem like Dad on Christmas Day was more... I mean, even, you know, like with the the bunny suit. Mm-hmm. Do you want to wear that? Oh, yeah. And he's like, no. And he's like, all right, right go take it off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how old is Ralphie supposed to be in the movie? Nine. He is? Because when they get a flat tire, you know, and they're in the car, and the dad's like, time me! And he wants to see how fast he can get it done. <laughs> and another dad moment, right? You just want to get the job done, get back on the road, like fast as you can mm-hmm. and the mom's like why don't you go out and help your dad Ralphie and he's so excited mm-hmm. and he says I I never have helped my dad with anything before yeah I'm like that was kind of heartbreaking you if your kids was... if your boy's nine years old and he's never helped you do anything right do you think that was like a generational thing I do you think, think so. do you I think, think that so. was real I think that's yeah probably how culture right because that that generation then created yeah I mean I'm not Knock, no, go ahead. Knocking Knock them. But like, yeah, I mean, just a co- totally different culture. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so I, I mean, it would yeah, be I've interesting. Seen it. I remember once, maybe I've talked about it on the show, but we were down in Florida with my in-laws at a restaurant and they, and they're snowbirds. So they spend sometimes in Michigan and most of the time in Florida. We were down there and it was when we had our first child and he's still in diapers, just an infant. And we went out to dinner with all their old friends. And they're all gray heads, you know, 70s. And, well, probably mid-60s at the time. And he went poo-poo in his diaper. And we, and we were sitting at the table, and Aunt, my wife's favorite food is chicken wings. So she's eating chicken wings. And I was like, I got them. And I picked them up, and I went and changed them in the bathroom. And I came back, and all the wives were hitting their husbands. And they're like, we had five kids, and you never once changed a diaper. Right, and and all the da- all the all the men there were like, "You're making us look bad." And I was like, "I changed one diaper, you know." Like, <laughs> yeah. So no, it's a real thing. Yeah, the the separation from father and kids mm-hmm. is 
just different worlds. So. Right. So there's that that's an accurate portrayal of yeah. culture at that period of time. Just no wonder we're all jacked up, like you said. Well, even not just in the forties, but even like my growing up, I remember my mom telling me that like my grandmother wouldn't wouldn't really offer babysitting because she raised her kids, now it's my mom's turn. So even there's like a we're mm. distancing ourselves from the next generation because we're done we already did our turn now it's your turn mm-hmm. so there's even a, a distancing there which I don't know you as the old man here Greg how was it like growing up for you yeah <clears throat> my parents were born in 42 so this was probably kind of that generation maybe a little bit after but yeah that was mom did all the home stuff and dad was more aloof uh-huh. when I was younger so yeah <clears throat> hmm. yeah well a lot of my main memories of my childhood are actually doing things with my dad you know fishing gutting a deer I remember we ripped out the engine of his Bronco and rebuilt it and my brother and I were just little kids and we could sit and in, sit inside the chassis and we're in there with like toothbrushes and rags and we're just cleaning. And like those are really good memories in my mind. All yeah. those things that we did with my dad. So when Ralphie's nine and says, I've never helped my dad do anything. Like, ah, yeah. That would not be a happy home. Right. So, huh, let your son help you fix the furnace. Thankfully, I had the furnace guy do that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Was it, it wasn't blowing up black smoke? No, it was setting off the carbon monoxide. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. But... I think that that kind of stuff, that kind of some of that humor in the movie was funny because it's relatable, at least for myself. Mm-hmm. I can be there. Are, oh, some there, of the dad humor. Some of the dad humor of him fighting with furnace, the dogs, you know, uh, like just the the bumpuses, hounds, you know, just stuff that like that to me is just because you can see that and go, yep, I can relate. If I had a neighbor that had five five hound dogs and they constantly. We're just terrified. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, I would be the exact same th- way he was with those. You'd probably guys. shoot him though, especially they came in, ate your turkey, and broke your door. And right, I would, I would shoot. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, all, all things considered, he handled that really well for who he was portrayed throughout the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. They eat, they eat his favorite meal, and he just and then they go get a duck. <laughs> that was good humor. Mm-hmm. That was great. I mean, it wouldn't really fly on Twitter today. Right. Fra ra 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 ra. Deck the halls with balls of hari. Fra ra 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 ra. Oh, that's great. My kids, my kids had so many questions about that. Why can't they say the else? <laughs> even the owner that's trying to teach them. He's, no, no, it's no. Not that he's even got it. He can't do it right. Either. Either. It's pretty. Fun. It's pretty great. Yeah. And then my kids, when they got brought the Peking duck. My kids couldn't tell if the mom was laughing or crying. Mm-hmm. And I then couldn't he, either. Yeah, I couldn't either. And then chops the head off the duck and like, better now. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. That was actually a funny scene. That's a pretty funny scene. And it's interesting, one of the, like our favorite scenes is a scene that you don't hear the family talking at all. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. They're all very annoying characters in their own regards. Just... Yeah. Man, Randy. Randy just... He's the worst. Uh-huh. I hope they didn't pay that kid anything to act. <laughs> right. All he did was whine. Yeah. We, one of our kids was whining today. I'm like, you sound like Randy. <laughs> you don't want to be Randy, okay? <laughs> Some of the stereotypes of getting Randy ready to go outside all in this big giant... Put your arms down. ...snowmobile suit. I can't. Scarf wrapped all around his face, and yeah. You remember, you remember that? that as a kid? In I remember bundling up. Greg, was yeah, it to because you had too many layers on, or is it because you were just one big layer? I was, yeah. I was a little husky. <laughs> that added to. Well, I only say it because he said it. Oh. That's the only reason I know that because he's he said it before. Uh, Caleb was judging me. No. <laughs> Greg laughed at it, so it's fair game. I've heard it all my life. <laughs> <clears throat> but the, another 
when the dad won whatever and had that thing delivered. Uh huh. You know, I could. That's a stereotype of of that type of father. Do you think he kept the, rest, the lamp because he really liked it, or because it was the pride in winning? Because it, he won something. Mm-hmm. He didn't even know what it was when he was dead. But he was just so excited. <laughs> yeah. Well, even when she broke it, he said that when they had their their spat, and he said it wasn't. He liked the leg. It was that he won, like that he won something, or yeah. I, can't, I can't remember how he phrased it. Yeah. But it was it was pride, and I actually won this. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Was it? Yeah, it was, which is really healthy for your marriage. Everything right. Everything faded into the background. It was him and this thing that he won. And right. that, what what was it? What was it? And he's for Chile. Yeah. That's, yeah. Oh, it must be from Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I think it says fragile. <laughs> what a big box for a leg lamp, dude. Well, there could be anything in there. <laughs> A bowling alley? I don't think a bowling alley. They could send me the title or the deed. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I wondered, because yeah, there was some deceit going on, you know. But kind of like, uh, you know, kind of like Jacob and Rebecca type of deceit going on. Because <laughs> I thought, oh, she snuck in the other room and knocked that lamp off the table. But no, then I thought, she was watering her plants. Right, right, right. I take her word for it. Righteous deception. It was like a Rebecca moment. She knew that lamp didn't need to be in the house, and took care of it. Took care of it. Because at first I thought, you know, the and then the wife lied about you know purposely breaking this guy's lamp. But it turns out. But how do you know it was on probably, purpose? Yeah, I I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there were some funny moments, like with Ralphie, um, when he has his daydreams about if he had his Daisy One Pump Red Rider, two hundred shot, whatever, and he's fighting off the, I forget what Black Bart and his men with the with the compass and the stock and the thing that tells time. (laughs) So eloquent. My kids are like a watch. Yeah, or when great. he had to come up with the theme. The, right. the theme. Oh, man, he was sure. And I could identify the, with this. My the kids special. were really confused about the public school scenes. Huh. They're like, what's going on? Uh-huh. Are why? they in prison? Why? No, like, why is he standing? Why are they all giving her gifts? Huh. You know, oh. and why is he? And he brings a whole fruit basket. And then he's standing there, he's like winking at her and doing the eyebrows. And like, why is he doing that? I'm like, well, he wants an A on his paper. What? <laughs> you know, like they just like they had no clue. Well, what's an A plus, Dad? What's that mean? You know, A plus 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 plus. I thought that scene was pretty funny. Yeah, that when he writes his, the, you know, it's yeah. just like the most pathetic. He thinks he's the best writer in the world. Yeah, and he goes, "The thing that tells time." <laughs> yeah, and however it was worded, it, he writes his rinky dink theme. But then, oh, the words just flowed out of my pen in an eloquent manner or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. So there's a lot of funny parts. Yeah, so uh, the other funny part was when he was indiscriminately shooting fleeing criminals. Yeah. 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 Shooting them in the back. Yeah. While they're running away. Or yeah. the... <laughs> did you notice he shot a black man first? Oh, no, I didn't. He did. Uh-huh. You wouldn't notice, Greg. I don't see color. Oh, that's what I mean. You wouldn't. <laughs> but I did. <laughs> Huh. I wonder if he was Black Bart. Got Black Bart. Shot him first. Um, yeah. When the kid stuck his tongue on the light bulb. <laughs> yeah. And the yeah, and the you know, it's the fire department. Oh, oh it's the police. Yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, it's showing the. the it's go, the ladies the from the church. I, that was one thing that we did, you know, point out to the kids too is. Don't leave your friends. Not very good friends. <laughs> yeah. To each other. We talked about that and asked my children, would you leave your friends? Right. And they all, you know, well, no. You know, we'd get them off the pole or we'd stand. Like, Judah was like, well, Dad, there's only two bullies and there's four of them. Right. I was like, I know. Like, why Why would they run? So yeah. my kids were thinking of that, too. Why are they running? Yeah. And Scott Farkas. I mean, every time I say it, I feel like I'm saying something wrong. <laughs> Scott Farkas! Like, just, is that one of the dad's swear words? Right. Scott Farkas! Yeah. Right. Were you going to say something about the poll? 
No. Oh, no. I was going to say, yeah, there's a lot of teachable moments in that, but it was mostly a replay of a lot of people's lives mm -hmm. when they were kids. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, there's a lot in there that I, I can relate to growing up, even mm -hmm. in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Yeah. We did that kind of stuff at school. I mean, I remember sticking my tongue to the tetherball. The tetherball bowl? Yeah. It yeah, work. I remember that and bullies and all the. Yeah, I remember all trying to uh, make people feel bad by my own suffering. Like, oh, if I, I remember like one time I packed up my bag. It's like, mom, I'm running away from home. Then you'll feel bad. And she's like, where are you gonna go? I was like, I'm gonna walk to grandma's. <laughs> and she's like, okay, have fun. <laughs> Yeah, she called my bluff. I made it around the corner and came back. <laughs> you know, like, it's like it's just, yeah. but although they're really gonna feel bad once I'm gone, or Ralphie yeah. does it if I come home blind. Yeah, you know, then they'll then they'll feel bad for disciplining me when I come home blind before I'm 21. Because he had soap in his mouth. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Did you guys ever get soap in your mouth? No, uh, I did not. No, I may have once, but I don't remember. I don't remember um, really swearing. Oh. I remember having an internal argument in my mind in the garage once. I remember I remember it, and I can smell it too. Is that weird? This memory also comes with smell. <laughs> really? And I was, I was debating it because my brother and our friends were out in the front yard playing, and I wanted to use one of those words to like impress them. But I knew one wasn't so bad and one was really bad. And I couldn't remember which was which. Which was worse, heck or hell? And it was like an internal debate in my mind. I'm going to go out there and say, what the heck? I'm like, ah, oh, is that the bad one? I hope that's the bad one. <laughs> and uh, we, I, we just, I just didn't really use words like that. I don't recall. Hmm. We had a pretty open home. I remember my brother called me a bad a bad word once. And I just went up to my mom and I was like, what's this mean? And she yeah. told me what it meant. And I go, oh, why would my brother call me that? You know, like, we were just a very open about language, I suppose. But, hmm. but you had soap? Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember if I did or not. I must not have had it very often if I can't even remember. Caleb? I feel like I remember having soap <laughs> once or twice. But it's it's vague in my memory, and it may not have been for swearing. Yeah, because I don't think I started. I remember when I first heard curse words, and it was kind of like the 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 wow, like I learned this word. You know what I mean? You know, on the playground or something. Oh, right. But I think it could have been for other things in the house, which is an interesting form of discipline. It is. I wonder where that came from. You got a dirty mouth. So we're gonna clean it out. Mm -hmm. It's biblical. Yeah, no. But it was interesting in the movie when he says fudge and the lug nuts go flying. Mm. Oh, fudge. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it wasn't fudge. Right. And then the mom said, and the mom's doing all this discipline and uh, where's, you know, where's right. dad's reading the newspaper. But where'd you learn this word? And the thing in his mind is, dad. Right. I probably heard that word a hundred times a day from my father. <laughs> Yeah. And, and same thing with the uh, neighbor's wife. That's the reputation of the neighbor. Oh, yeah. He probably learned you know it from your, your dad. From you your know husband. You said? <gasps> no, not that. You know where he heard it? Well, probably your father. <laughs> probably his father. <laughs> what? Know, so no. Why is that? I mean, it's... Why, so why do we laugh at that? Because it is... I mean, there's there's an element that it's just... It's... <laughs> well, that, that's... Yeah, that's a question. Why are we laughing at hypocrisy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, why is that funny? Because, you know... Uh, you know, when I was visiting my dad, then he was telling stories, you know, of his childhood. Again, stories that no one ever heard. I don't know, he just didn't talk about his past a lot. But then he told a story about, yeah, in my junior year of high school, I flunked this class because me and Butch, Butch Tapp. Of course, back in the 1940s, Butch Tapp. 50s. Oh, 50s, yeah. <laughs> what a name. I love it. We, we skipped probably uh, six weeks of school, mm -hmm. you know, and then sitting talking with him and my brothers, we were rolling on the floor laughing, 
with him relaying the story to us, right? And all the shenanigans that grew out of that, you know? Yep. Because no one got hurt. I don't know. Well, I'm not going to sit there and say, Father, what did you do? You skipped six laugh. weeks of government education? <laughs> I can Good laugh. for you. You should have skipped more. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's oh, like almost prudish or yeah. pious. Um, I don't, yeah, it's... And then, you know, because he skipped all these, you know, he didn't want to get caught and be beat when he got home. Mm-hmm. So he'd change the report card himself to reflect good grades so his, his parents never knew. Is that um, deception or righteous deception? <laughs> since, you, since, since you seem to be confused about these categories, Greg. <laughs> well, and I think it's different, too, because, like, when uh, in the movie, you know, every day passes by and they speed up the film, and they're running away from the bullies, and they're running home from the bullies, and it's like, diddly, 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 you know. My kids just laugh. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> but then when there's like a dad joke, or a joke about the dad, I'm the one laughing, and they're not. Mm. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's also that kind of experience, experience in life bringing about a, a different sense of humor. I wonder... This is just spitballing. I don't know. Yeah. Is it sort of like, uh, even though we can't fully relate to this dad, we laugh because we go, I've been there. Uh, mm-hmm. Right? Like, we we laugh because it's relatable. We're, we're not as far in into this, to the sin of the mouth as this guy or his passivity. Yeah. But I've, I've been there. Mm-hmm. Like you talk about knocking a door down or whatever you said you did. Yeah, it got stuck <laughs> on the hinges and I couldn't get it off. Like, <laughs> pulling it. And so I finally just walked around to the the other to the garage and the kids are just standing there and all of a sudden this door just comes flying off the hinges. Because <laughs> you booted it? And it's like, at the moment, I'm sure there was sinful anger, you know, within yeah. my heart. But it's, it's, like, it's like a story that I look back on and go, it was folly, but it was just... I mean, and now it's kind of now it's, it's kind of funny, funny right? yeah. it's kind of comedy. And when it's in a right. film, and it's it's portrayed as comedy, mm-hmm. you can relate to it in certain ways. Yeah, and maybe that's maybe that's part of it. It's it's kind of lampooning that <gasps> whole yeah. Ooh, that's the, the that's teaser. the next. Everyone movie. knows that kind of. It wasn't glor. That's what we were talking about before. It's not glorifying any of it. Mm-hmm. No. You know, the dad's depicted as what a dork that he wants yeah. his leg lamp right in the window. Yeah, it's it's yeah. making fun of the folly of it. Yeah. And it's the the director is clearly self aware of the ridiculousness yeah. yes. of the family being portrayed. Yeah. Right. I don't think he's I don't think the movie's propping up you know, this family as like the ideal this is the ideal Christmas. Yeah. It's I think it's probably more like a satire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. guys are all kind of dumb. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. a lot of hurt, hurt people coming out of real circumstances like that and are mocking it. Yeah, and the movie is very, very popular. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. A Christmas movie. I think the day after Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving Day, it would play 24 hours on TNT or TBS when I was a kid. Hmm. Yeah, it's very popular. There's a a big following of it still. But I bet a lot of it has to do with nostalgia. You know. Yeah. There's movies like that for me that mm-hmm. growing up watching them, now I watch them as an adult and like And you know, since we started the podcast and we're trying to analyze movies, you go, ah why did I like this one? But Or the nostalgia of the Yeah, because it was what, eighty three? So it's yeah. I mean I'm it'd be you'd, It'd be curious to see the following if it's people that it's nostalgic from the era or if it's just nostalgic from the film. It's, I don't know, like, why. Because mm. um, I can just you know, say I, I know people from that era that just think it's the funniest movie ever. Mm-hmm. That grew up as kids when Ralphie was a kid in the 40s, mm-hmm. 50s, whenever that was. So there's probably something relatable. I mean, the public school yeah. probably or the school scenes were probably relatable. I don't remember having, you know, a class in classroom environment like that, but yeah, maybe that really did happen. Yeah, and if my, I suppose if my dad, for instance, in the stories he told, 
had like he was really proud of this and you know you guys should do that and was glorifying that it would be totally different or if it came out and I murdered someone <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know like what right but uh, I skipped six weeks of six weeks of school and I failed and the consequence of that was me altering my report card. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm laughing about it. <laughs> like, that's, it was, yeah. And so far removed from it, that's that's pretty funny. Yeah, it was. In the moment, in those days, it wasn't funny. Right. But being so far removed from it, right. it's kind of funny now. Yeah. yeah. And that's, yeah, that's interesting. Um, now we can laugh at that where he changed the report card because he didn't want to get beat when he got home. Mm. He didn't want to get in big trouble because right. it was serious at the time. So is there a, is there a truth to the the cliche that time heals all wounds? I mean, is this is this something we're going to do in the resurrection? Like look back on all of our sins and just laugh at what idiots we were? Like you remember that time when I right. said, "Man," and it seems like we, it, it seems like we're portraying respectable sins versus non-respectable sins or bogus like. There's certain sins I probably just don't think I would. Yeah, yeah, that's why I mentioned like I murdered somebody. Like mm-hmm. nobody's gonna laugh yeah. about that, right? Yeah. But playing hooky, right? Right. And how old was your dad? Eighty. Eighty and a half. Eighty and a half. Yeah. So he's, let's say he was sixteen, seventeen years old, and he died at eighty. That's that's quite a distance removed. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then. Yeah, the other stories he would tell, which don't have anything to do with this movie, but it's just interesting. You think uh, part of the human? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, but I think I think maybe we will. I mean, we're saying it's like uh, it's cute when a baby eats lasagna and gets it all over their face and then poops in their diaper. Oh, that's so. Well, funny. I could just eat them up. Yeah. after you wipe them, but. As they grow, mature, and are sanctified. And yeah, if Caleb that, did that, it wouldn't be funny. Right. So I think it's possible. That wouldn't be funny. Your beard would smell good, though. In the resurrection, that will... Do you remember all oh, the dumb things we used to do? Oh. Yeah. I think it also has to do with um, consequences being relegated. Like your dad being eight years old and telling a story about the time when he was 17 and skipped school for six weeks... Not only the, the time gap there, but the consequences. Mm-hmm. You, the consequences of skipping school when you're 17, uh, I'm sure they could, but for your dad's life, had real no bearing mm-hmm. on his deathbed at 80 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and because of, I mean, was it disobedience? Yeah. You, you need to obey your mom and dad and go to school and you know get your work done and do all of that. And, and that was wrong and you shouldn't have done it. And yes, yes, yes. But, you know, almost... 60 years later what are the consequences for that mm-hmm. aren't there and it's just funny mm-hmm. and maybe that's the length of time between our our death in this mortal frame and our resurrection maybe we'll have the same kind of because mm-hmm. yeah. one of the things we've talked about before is like how's God going to wipe away every tear from every eye and there's a lot of there's a lot of pain, there's a lot of sin, you know, a lot of a lot of grief, and to make a promise like it's all gonna go away. Well, maybe that's one of the ways. Is that these things, the distance, mm-hmm. and uh, the mitigation of consequences are gonna be so far taken away mm-hmm. that we go, ha. Yeah, that was funny, but. Which again, even that, saying that right now, I can think of things in my mind that are like, I don't know. Right. I mean, imagine if you were kidnapped and caught up in the sex trade. Yeah. Am I going to think that's funny? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But God is God and he can overcome everything. Yeah. Yeah, but probably along them lines, because I don't think... uh, We'll go through the men in black brain erasure oh, or right. mind erasure thing when we're glorified. Yeah, right. We'll have all the memories, I would yeah. think. And the scars. Yeah, that's what makes a person a person. Uh, right. This this life doesn't get deleted. Yes. 
So you'll still have the memories of all of these things. Mm-hmm. So how, that's that's the question. So then, how mm-hmm. can yeah. tears be wiped away? But. Mm. Not that we're getting too far afield from our topic. No, but that, I guess that's the point. Is there was sins portrayed in the movie, but I, I think it's, I think it's okay to laugh to a certain degree. As long as the sin isn't being glorified, you know, if it's a mischievous sin. Right. Like, when she said, who told you that word? He wanted to say his dad, but he'd be in big trouble, so he blamed his buddy. And we, we all And the laughed. buddy got a whooping for it. <laughs> you could hear it on the phone. And, and then, little Randy's <laughs> under the cover. Dad's going to murder Ralphie. <laughs> yeah. That's just a whatever. It's just an aspect of humor that we don't really delve into or think about. Uh, but now we're discussing. It's like, can we laugh at stuff like that? Well, Why I remember. I remember hiding from my parents because I was afraid of the consequences of something I did. Yeah, hiding under the bed or mm-hmm. hiding out in the back back lot, you know, and, and then seeing it here, you're like, <laughs> you know, let's, you, right. you relate to it, and it's funny. But if your brother would have been laughing at you while you were hiding, he would have been like Scott Farkas. Scott. He would Scott have been Farkas. Like... <laughs> Say with vehemence, Scott Farkas! I thought it was Scott. We but... had the subtitles on. It was S-C-U-T. Oh, those are always accurate. Scott. I could check. I'm sure it says on Internet Movie Database. Um, But if your brother was doing it in real time, he would have been like, oh my, what a wicked person. But we laugh at it now. Right? Oh yeah, and if he was laughing, he would have got disciplined too. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, there's a part where the Lord Scut. Scott. No, it's Scott Farkas. It says right there, Scott. Right next to Grover Dill. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like laughs at the folly of man. I yeah. think to some extent, we're laugh. We're not laugh. We're there's the folly of. The action is somewhat humorous because it's just you know where it's going to lead to. Yeah, I don't know. I just... Do you think that's part of the? Do you think that? What does it mean that God laughs, sits in the heavens and right, laughs? I guess he's like laughing at all their folly, even the folly of the nations. Like in this way, because you know, as being good Reformed Calvinists, even the slightest. Can we just sin... say biblicists? Let's just. <laughs> Even the slightest sin causes one to deserve eternal hell. But we're laughing at this kid's mm-hmm. sin. Well, have you? I, I mean, my kids are ten, eight, six, and four. And sometimes when they confess things to us, my wife and I can't help but laugh. You know, like we're trying not to, and it's a sin, right? But there's such comedic nature to what their age and what they're confessing. And the, the seriousness they bring to it, and you're just one of my kids, Dad. At night, when I'm supposed to be sleeping, sometimes I wet my boogers on the wall. <laughs> you're just like, <laughs> how do you not? Like you know, you're, they know they're not supposed to be awake. You know, they're supposed to be asleep. Right. You know, and we're not supposed to be doing. We're not. And there's something in them. I know I'm not supposed to be wiping my boogers in the wall, but I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And you just can't help but laugh, you know? Mm-hmm. And, mm. I mean, it's the scale when God is laughing at nations in their folly has dramatic, bloody consequences. Mm-hmm. That's, but. Yeah, but I wondered if you were alluding to maybe we're imaging God when we laugh at these silly sins and predicaments kind of I'm not sure I'm right or wrong in that but like just saying there is a part when you see folly played out it can be relatively humorous yeah. I mean in a tragic way true yeah. comedy I guess I don't know like yeah well that's slapstick comedy that's the whole point behind slapstick com- mm-hmm. comedy isn't it mm-hmm. right? are you not like Charlie Chaplin at all yeah you're that laughing kind of, at Three him. Stooges that kind of stuff yeah Mr. Bean yeah Puritans would have no business with that. No laughing. Well, you'd have some repent, of them. You'd have to repent of your laughter. Some of, yeah. They went a little crazy. You know. Well, it's around in some homeschooling families. We, we don't read fiction because it rots your brain. Like, uh, no laughing. 
Life's too serious. Yeah. But, so what, what do you guys think about Ralphie beating up the bully and then the mom covering it up? I thought that was a, whatever, a touching moment. Do you think that... running interference. But do you think that dad particularly would be upset that his son stood up against a bully? He wasn't because she basically said, well, Ralph, you got in a fight today. Oh, he did, you know? And he's like, I mean... Yeah, show his passivity again. Packers or whatever. Like, you know, just easily distracts him. Right. Right. But a dad like that, you would think, well, Ralphie stood up to Scott Farkas and won. Where the dad would be like, darn right. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. I suppose the stereotype would be he was oblivious and he would have disciplined him for fighting. That's what I... And on one hand, I thought, because I forgot exactly how the movie went, but I I agree. You know, I kind of pictured in my head like he would say, oh, good job, or whatever. But the fact that she was covering for him made me think, oh, he'll have a violent eruption. And Randy was under the sink crying that Dad's going to yeah. kill. Yeah. yeah, my kids were confused about that, too. <laughs> and uh, I think my daughter said, well, why doesn't Ralphie just tell him? You know, like, they're so afraid to tell their dad the truth right. uh, that they hide it. And that's that was really disturbing. But my kids asked if it was okay to, to beat up the bully like that. And I was like, well, yeah, but when he's beaten, you stop. Right. <laughs> you don't go for three and a half minutes yeah. pounding on him. And keep the swear words to a minimum. Yeah. Wait, wait a second. He still posed a threat. Isn't that in he was crying. training? You shoot them till they're dead. You don't let them get back up. Well, that's a little different, I suppose, than a bully on the ground with a bloody nose crying. <laughs> you, you pretty much with a crowd. You won. Okay, you won. It could have been fake. Get up, Ralphie. It been with Grover Dill, who ran away. I'm going to tell my dad. <laughs> the whole movie is just full of hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. It's okay for the bullies to beat people up, but I guess you did see there was a moment where you could question. The dad, maybe, because it was at the parade when Ralphie was wanting to go, and he's like, shut up, Ralphie. Mm. Like, just like, oh. Mm. You know, I mean, yeah. the whole movie, he's been, even with the... The short fuse. Even with the oh fudge scene, he wasn't like, you know, with Ralphie, just told him, get in the car. What'd you, what'd you say? You know, get in the car. Yeah. But, yeah, he didn't even blow up yeah. over the lug nuts flying. Well, mostly it's his fault, but... Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Don't defend the dad. <laughs> uh, so, no, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, that reminded me of working with working with your father. No, hold it here. No, hold it. No, put it over there. I, I can't see. I thought about sending you that YouTube video again. <laughs> Maybe I'll, I'll send it to Caleb after this. Put it in the show notes. Put it in the show notes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, it was... Uh, good for what it was I mean it was moral moral of the story moral of the story if you could sum up the point of a Christmas story well at the at the end of the movie this father that you know the distant father got what Ralphie most wanted for Christmas he secretly got it for him and gave it to him in an uh, Americana kind of way, it ended up on a, a good note. You know, yeah, the family was going to have problems in January. <laughs> you mean one, December 28th? There's yeah. one, one day a year where all your problems just wash away. They just know? go to sleep on the floor, yeah. like a little Randy. <laughs> you, know, you get to start fresh on December 26th. Yeah. That is the sentimental nature of a lot of Christmas movies. It's just kind of like, oh, wow, it's that one. And it's like, Christmas Day is never like that. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. It's always busy and, well, yeah. it's ours is. Yeah, ours is busy. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Lied, I, I thought, lie to your kids, they're going to lie to you. Like that. Was yeah. It's a whole lot of lying going on. And sometimes mom and dad do uh, speak the truth, like you're going to shoot your eye out and you... Actually, almost do. Yep. Listen to the wisdom of your parents. The wisdom of parents. Um, 
Well, and if you worry about everything, sometimes something might happen. Mm. <laughs> An icicle fell off the garage roof and it hit <laughs> yeah. me in the head and I'm... <sighs> yeah. It is just... It is pretty funny how Christmas Day in these movies always tends to be this... this great neutralizer. It just makes everything... All, all the turmoil and chaos is just... Mm-hmm. just gone. Yeah. Like mom and dad are uh, who can't say a kind word to each other, have zero patience with each other throughout the whole movie. Are clinking glasses, drinking wine, wine in the evening, rubbing and like they're rubbing each other's backs. You're like, wow, Christmas, mm-hmm. Christmas, nailed it. Puts the mojo. Peace on, it's peace on earth. Puts yep. the mojo back in yep. the family. Yeah, yeah, that's what everybody wants. Mm-hmm. All right, ratings and recommendations. Greg, go. Um, Wait, Caleb Caleb brought this one to the table, didn't he? Yeah. Caleb, go. I'm going to give it a C+, because I still laugh a lot at it. Mm-hmm. And I watched it with new eyes this time. And I, we actually had some pretty good conversation with the kids throughout it. So it wasn't a complete waste of time for them. But I don't... Yeah... Just the, I guess that's clueless to some of the language. So that's mm-hmm. that would be one of my cautions. Is yeah, if you, if you have adult, a filtering service, put the language yeah, one on. Because it's not just adults, you know, using language. It's kids, nine-year-old kids. I mean, with the Ovaltine. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> Drink more Ovaltine. <laughs> All that for a commercial. <laughs> yeah, it's like I mean, there's that part. You're like, yep. Uh, yeah, he's in the, a little frustrating. Well, he locked himself in the bathroom and he's yelling back and forth with his mom. Yeah. And my son was like, "Why didn't you just go to a different room?" <laughs> like, but that's the folly. Like, that's the no. You're supposed to laugh about that. Yeah. But, okay. Not to well, drag us funny. back into the conversation. But. It was funny because he was feverishly trying to decode this important message. And his yep. little brother's got to go number two. And mom's yeah. banging on the door, and Maybe it's the the constant idol letting you down. You know, he's waited all weeks for this secret decoder. His, his secret decoder ring. His Red Rider BB gun, and he shoots it once and breaks his, his glasses. Everything he wants ends up failing. Yeah. It's a good lesson in life. There you go. <laughs> You'll always be satisfied if you have low expectations. Right. <laughs> Greg? Two out of five little orphan Annie decoder rings, speaking of what we were just talking about. <laughs> That is one less than Elf. It was... Uh, no, you gave Elf two. He, no, I wrote down three. Mm. Oh, no, two. Two, sorry. Mm. You're right. Two yeah, out of five engines. Rude. I'm building up for It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> but we already, it was already in your top five, just like Caleb. Yeah. We already know what you guys are going to say about that. Mm-hmm. We'll probably cry on that episode a little bit. So, <laughs> yeah, there's... I mean, definitely put, portrays... A uh, fallen American family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's some language, mm-hmm. a lot of language. The, the leg lamp was the worst part of the sexual humor, I think, in mm-hmm. it, wasn't it? Right. Pretty much. Um, but yeah, even that wasn't that bad, though. No. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think so. Because my kid's like, why is he like the leg? Yeah. Yeah. That's what. Because them is just a leg. The innocence of the art. Our kids are just like it's a leg with like some with a stocking stocking on it. Yeah, and he's out there, you know. All the neighbors are looking at it. And <laughs> it's a major award. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Why does he like it so much, Dad? Yeah. Mom, would you like a leg like that? <laughs> and my wife was like, "No, <laughs> it would be in the garbage." I guess that's the point of the movie. Is you no know, <clears throat> housewife would want that anywhere in her house, right? It was, a, it was okay. There were some funny parts, and but I, it's never been one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah, my turn. What was that? What was that Bible movie we watched? Exodus. Like, oh, God's yeah. and, Gods and Kings. Gods and Kings. It was better than that. <laughs> <laughs> that's always my like. That's always at the bottom. Much, yeah, I can't go along. No, I'd, I'd give it five or six out of ten. Uh, I laughed 
but the parts I laughed in, my kids weren't laughing in, and the other way around. You know, like if we when we watch Elf together, we or Nacho Libre, we all laugh at the same time, uh-huh. and that's kind of how you know a good comedy right. for the family. And uh, this one, eh, it's not like I remember it when I was a kid, but again, maybe I watched the TV version. Yeah. So, if yeah. anybody wants, I mean, I don't think it's bad enough. Like, don't have this in your home ever. Right. I don't think it's that bad. Hmm. But um, yeah. I think it gave us more opportunities to talk about family strife, sin, consequences, and that. And for that sake, it was right. it was helpful. Friendship, telling the truth. There's yeah. all sorts of things that right. Yeah, to tell your kids, we're watching this, or look, and we see the folly of this family, and we don't want to be like them. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So it's like they're watching the book of Proverbs unfold. <laughs> yeah, there's a good way to put it. Yeah, this is what Proverbs looks like in 1940. Yeah, with uh, a family that's that's, that's nah, disobeying the wisdom of Proverbs <laughs> in every scene. Yeah. So, yeah, anything else you want to say? No, no, you're good. That's all you want to say on a Christmas story, the beloved movie from 1983. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, Caleb. Nope, I'm good. All right, thank you for listening to the Stories for Glory podcast, and we'll see you on the next episode. Proverbs 25, 2. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out a matter. Thank you for listening to the Stories for Glory podcast, where the glory of God is revealed in the stories of man. If you're interested in what we are doing, subscribe and share. If you'd like to contribute with your questions or recommendations, you can email us at storiesforglory at protonmail.com.